French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. This is Casey Gisclair here. We've got our Tuesday edition of Play by Play coming your way today. Over the next 90 or so minutes, we've got a really fun, really informative, really interesting show coming your way. So let's tell you about it. Um, First, before we do that, let's thank our amazing sponsors that allow us to be here every single day here on Play by Play. We want to thank the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. How about Southland Dodge and Homa? Our industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. We also want to thank Dufresne Building Materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. And also Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish Hot from the Pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Tastes Like Home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And then also Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South LaFouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. A reminder, join us for Saturday, Sports Corner, 10 o'clock, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself, Casey Gisclair, for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. Also sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. So, today, we've got a fun show planned. We're going to be talking about something new that we're going to be doing here on Play by Play in the first segment of the show. Um, We're going to be kind of unveiling this and rolling this out and telling you the plans for how this is all going to go down. But uh, more about that in just a second. But also, we've got Larry Dotrieve. You guys are saying, man, where did I know that name? Larry Dotrieve. Long-time East St. John football coach. You know, he was the coach under Ryan Perilou and all those great players. Coach Dotrieve is, uh, I think now, like in his 70s now. He's, he's, he's up there, but he still he knows the game inside and out. Um, he is still follows sports inside. And heck, it's only not even long that he's gotten out of coaching, to be honest with you. We'll have Coach Doe on to tell some old stories about some of the things that he saw in his wonderful career. That'll be coming in the next segment in about 10 minutes. And at 12 o'clock, G. Cassard of Ascension Catholic Baseball. They had a wonderful season this past year. It ended short of their goals. They had goals of winning the state championship, and they actually carried a great seed into the playoffs, and it just never materialized for them. They struggled in the postseason. We'll talk with G. about how their summer's going. Then at 12.15, we've got Stan Gravois. It's our Terrebonne General Tuesday. We'll ask Stan about their Hall of Fame induction Um which is going to be on Thursday, and just all the things that are going on around our area. We'll also talk some college and some pro with Stan, as we always do. We'll sneak some of that in as well. And then we'll comb through the headlines at about 1238, 1240-ish. You know, we usually go about you know 20 or so minutes with Stan. We'll comb through the headlines, um, 
and the other two prominent players in the world of golf are heading over to the Live Golf Tour. I told you so. I'm going to kind of pat myself on the back about that. Then at the bottom of the show, we got our betting picks and a, you know, a couple of things that we think you all should be paying attention to in the world of sports today over at the sports books. Um, so let's let's unveil this first. Before we do, man, I feel like I feel like I'm giving teases. Like, oh yeah, let's unveil the big news. But wait, um, no, I'm gonna get to the news in just a second. But um, I want to thank everybody for the happy birthday messages yesterday between Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, text message phone call and people who you know just told me happy birthday in person probably like 600 people wished me happy birthday and that's crazy like i off the top of my head i couldn't even list 600 people but you know i was facebook is like 470 people who wished me happy birthday and others on different apps and family members who called and texted and you know i it, it's 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 heartwarming to know that there are that many people who care uh, enough to take, you know, 10, 15 seconds out of their day to send a little bit of positivity. That's inspiring to me to know that there's still that goodness in the world. And if you are one of those people, of which I'm not, I use Facebook strictly to, you know, kind of joke around, clown around, and then share work stuff. But I know there are a portion or is a portion of our population that uses Facebook um, to kind of keep up with others. And there are, there's a percentage of our population that every day looks to see whose birthday it is on that particular day and wishes them all happy birthday. If you're one of those people, keep doing that because it does make the birthday person feel warm, happy, and loved. I know that because that was me yesterday. So thanks to everybody for the birthday wishes. Now, let's get to a piece of personal business and then I'll get you the big news here on play-by-play. Um, a lot of folks ask me, hey, what are you doing for your birthday? Um, I'm giving back to myself this birthday. And what I'm doing is I'm trying to get in shape, y'all. I got on the scale yesterday. The number that was looking back at me is not acceptable for me, my frame, nor where I was, and nor where I want to be. So I started yesterday. I went to, to basketball, went and watched South Lafouche and Central Lafouche play like a little scrimmage. By the way, both teams played well. It was, it was fun to see. Kudos to Coach Latin and Coach Williams for Hosting that, getting their team some work. It was actually the last summer basketball game of the summer for South Lafouche. And I think Central's got another couple more. Um, but I left there and just kind of made a decision. Like, got out of the, the gym at about 7.30 and said, you know what? This is unacceptable. This is inexcusable. And it's getting fixed right now. So I left Central Lafouche, went straight to the LaRose Park, and just kind of jogged and walked and did what I could do given my poor physical condition right now for 30 minutes and I would have gone longer had you know the sun not been going down so let's do this together if there's a goal personally that you want to reach start today there's no reason to wait there's no reason to say I'll do it next week because then guess what next week's gonna come you say oh no I'll do it two weeks from now I'm gonna have more time with do it today I've been saying since freaking January the first that I was gonna get in better shape and oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Got me all the way to June 20. That embarrassed me more than anything else is that I procrastinated and put this off for five and a half months to where if I would have just got off my behind and would have done it then, I would already be there. 
So that's my challenge to our listeners today is if there's something that you want to do. And look, some of you may be in great shape and there's nothing that you want to do physically to get better. Maybe it's a project or maybe it's, you know, goal or learning a new skill or going see a, a certain place or going visit a certain restaurant or do it today if you got the means to do it. And if not, you know, do it in the very, very near future. Because, man, what we get lost in the trap of tomorrow, 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 and then sometimes, man, you run out of tomorrows real quick, real, real quick. So I'm going to be on this journey, and I'm inviting you all to do it with me. If you, know, if, if you were, like I said a minute ago, if you already have met your personal fitness goals, but maybe you want to learn a new hobby, pick up that golf club. Go hit a couple of balls today, man. Or if you know, you've been wanting to... Go try that new restaurant in Homa or New Orleans or whatever. When you get a free evening, go do it. Go do it. Let, let, let's live to the fullest, man. I'm going to be busting my behind at the LaRose Park every afternoon, walking and jogging and sweating and doing it all in the heat. And I, I'm going to get myself where I need to be. Um, trying to, like, and it's not a Herculean task, right? I'm just trying to lose like 20 pounds. But it all started for me yesterday, and I invite you all to do this with me because I know that together, man, if we all just kind of spread some of that love and that positivity, we could get a lot of things accomplished. So now let's tell you about the news for the show, and then we'll get to Larry Dotree. I listen to wrestling podcasts, like, endlessly, right? Like, when I'm in my spare time, or even when I'm not in my spare time sometimes, and I'm just, like, working and, like, doing idle work, checking emails, you know, doing some loose, you know, writing or maybe even emailing some clients or potential folks that I want to do stories on. I have headphones in my ear, and I'm listening to wrestling podcasts. Be it the Mick Foley podcast, be it the Jeff Jarrett podcast, be it Bruce Pritchard, be it Eric Bischoff, Tony Schiavone, all the great wrestling podcasts, I listen to all of them. One of the big, hot, topical things that's been going on in all the wrestling podcasts is this, is that people are um, giving their Mount Rushmores of things in wrestling. The idea of a Mount Rushmore is you take a topic, like let's say the NBA, and then you give your Mount Rushmore. Of course, Mount Rushmore is the, uh, the big mountain with the four faces of the presidents on it. So the, the idea and the concept is you're giving the top four people you believe to be prevalent in a certain topic. So what I'm going to do here on Play by Play, and this is not going to be an easy task, is I'm going to take our Bayou Region high schools one by one, and I'm going to give a Mount Rushmore for each high school. I've done some loose research. I'm going to start off with South Lafouche, and then I'll kind of work my way outward just because South Lafouche is the one that I know the most about, and I could kind of give that one. I'm going to give it on Thursday, by the way. We're going to give these on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so we're going to start it on Thursday. But we're doing our local high school Mount Rushmores for all of our area high schools, where we're going to be choosing who we believe are the top four athletes, coaches, any sports figure that have ever done it at the school. And if you all know the history of sports in our Bayou region, that's not going to be an easy task. That's going to be a very difficult chore. It's going to spark a lot of conversation. I'm probably going to make a lot of people upset by some of the picks that I make or some of the picks that I don't make, but that's okay because it's all in the name of remembering our past and it's all in the name of, um, you know, celebrating the rich, rich history of which we have in our area. So we're going to be doing those on Tuesdays and Thursdays throughout the summer. Figure we've got, what, 10, 12 high schools in our area. So that'll take about six weeks for us to accomplish. And we're looking forward to seeing where that goes. 
If you've got any suggestions, if you got any names that you think should be on the list, if you got any people that, you know, you think we have to include or, you know, hey, don't forget about this guy or, you know, make sure that that gal's on there. And by the way, this is men and women, of course. You know, we're going to have some female student athletes who will be on the Mount Rushmore's as well. Um, can't wait. Can't wait. It should be fun. It should be fun conversation. And we certainly hope that we could get you all involved as well in this process. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a quick break. When we get back, we're going to Mr. Larry Dotree, former East St. John football coach. Coach Dotree will be telling us some stories about the past. Heck, he's if we made a state Mount Rushmore, he may have coached some of the guys who have been on that Mount Rushmore because he has done such he's had such a storied career. Um, we'll talk to Coach Dotree out of this break. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins onan and many more industrial power systems power is our middle name call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in galliano Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by Sharks in December. Saturday, we have Bingo and Mimosas, DJ Frozen again. Rough and Ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car it's just that easy rouse's markets feels like home welcome back to play by play here on KLEB. we go to the phone lines now for our first calling guest of the show that is be Coach Larry Dotrieve, who's on the line now. Coach Dotrieve, good morning, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good morning to you. Yes, sir. We were kind of telling some stories in the first segment of the show about your career and some of the amazing things that you saw. Uh, Coach, man, let, let's let's uh, kind of give a rundown of a little history, wherever some of the places that you were in your long-storied history on the field. Oh, boy. I started in 1965 in New Iberia. Uh, then I moved to Lafayette High and was an assistant at Fatima for a year. Fatima and Cathedral became St. Thomas More in 1985. But, but I was there for three years as a head coach, and I moved to Lafayette High with Bob Mahfouz, who had just left Southeastern, and was with him for five years. And I went to Winfield as a head coach for 
three years, and I went to Louisiana Tech for eight years, and <laughs> I, I actually got out and went in the banking business, and I was miserable. So I got back in at Riverside, and I went to East Ascension, then I went to Canada for a couple of years, came back to uh, Opelousas, and was there for six years, Opelousas Catholic for four years, and got to East St. John in 2002, and finished up in 2010, and I've been in sports, sporting goods sales at Red Stick Sports since then. That's so I, did, un- I did 45 years in coaching That's at all levels. Unbelievable, man, and going to Canada and, you know, Louisiana Tech. and like I, did, I, I knew that you had been all over, but I didn't realize you had been all over like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I have an understanding wife of 57 years, and she got a golden ticket to heaven because I moved her 17 times. So, anyway, I always felt like, Casey, I left the place better than what I took, you know, when I got it. So, uh it's uh, I I missed that elusive elusive state championship. I got there once and got to the semifinals two or three times, but I felt like I was just a builder because I took over three or four zero and ten teams and got them just respectability. So uh, had a good run. My thing was to try to get kids to college. I know the the nine years I was at East St. John, I sent sixty nine to school. So that was my state championship, I guess. Very good. You know, we talk with Coach Rod all the time on the Saturday shows, and we ask him, you know, hey. Do you miss it? And he says, "Yeah, yeah, I miss it. I, you know, maybe don't miss all the parts of it." So I'm going to ask you the same question. You know, whenever it's a Friday night and it's a close, hard-fought, intense game, does a small part of you miss being out there on the sidelines? I try to pick a game every Friday that I go to. I don't pick one particular team. Just I read the sports page and see who the best games are. And then I come home at 10, 10 o'clock and go to bed, and I don't have to worry about going to the hospital and stay with a kid with a broken leg all night. Or <laughs> I don't miss that part, but uh. I, I actually I do miss it. I took a special trip to watch the Lima camp yesterday in Thibodeau. I just uh, I have a good relationship with all the coaches I coached against, and some of them were from North Louisiana. And uh, but I, I, you know, college coaches uh, Tim Rebels done a phenomenal job at Nichols. And but I, I'm still uh, I'm in a profession right now where I get to visit with high school coaches every day on a daily basis. Although I'm just working part time, but uh, in my sales with Red Stick Sports, I'm still. Um, in touch with them, keeping up with the latest, uh, you know, trends and everything that go on in high school, how things are changing, and uh, have a lot of good relationship with Frankie Monica. We live in the same town, so we do a lot of things together. But uh, I have some great friends down the Bayou. I really enjoyed it when our district was, you know, down there with, uh, I mean, <clears throat> with Thibodeau and, and, uh, and the team down there, Central LaFouche and Terrebonne. And, uh, you know, there was a time when, when – uh, we we had the, the three bat the three Ascension Parish schools in this district as well, so it kind of got away from the uh, that area down there in the Bayou. But uh, I, I really like that place, and uh, I mean I'm a coon ass. I'm proud of my heritage. I'm from Lowerville, and uh, you know I'm I'm just uh, fortunate to be a guy that was you know, on the sidelines for 45 years and don't regret one day of it. Very very good. So. You know, the question is always, or, or the statement is always made, oh, man, kids aren't like they used to be. So you coached, you know, way back when, and then also fairly recently in the 2010s. Is that true? Did kids actually change over the years, or just how we treated kids maybe changed? What are your thoughts on that? Well, we always try to treat them fair, but the kids have changed. I think it's a soft mentality now. I think they don't get out in the street and play ball anymore. And, you know, they're kind of in, inside playing those video games and uh, – I don't find them as tough as they used to be, but uh, I lived through the good area that I thought, and I've seen the transition. And uh, it's just uh, you part of your society, you know. If your society's soft, you won't be soft. But the teams that do well every year, they got a, 
they got a program going like the St. Charles's and uh, what Tommy Minton is going, going through over there at Vanderbilt. They're going to build those things. They, have, they build programs. They're not one-hit wonders, you know. And uh, But there's, uh, there's some great coaches in this area. I mean, I coached all over the state. I was in North Louisiana, um, down in southwest Louisiana. But uh, these, there's some great coaches in this area, you know, just uh, just on the river and the bayou itself. It's, it's not, nothing like Friday night football in this area. All right, so i got to ask you to tell some stories, man. Let's talk about East St. John. That was whenever I was in high school and you guys had, you know, Paraloo and Ricky Dixon and Kirsten Pittman and all these wonderful players. What, it was, what was it like as a coach to, you know, have that level of talent in your program? Because, man, those guys were incredible. You guys had some wonderful teams. What was that experience like? So, I mean, those guys were here. I mean, I inherited an 0-10 team with those guys. And we went 8-2 and the next year when Ryan was a sophomore. Uh, I mean, you could never call a bad play with Ryan Perlou. But I'll tell you what, he's talking about Going down to Dubai, we went down there when Ryan was a senior and uh, played South Lafourche, and I don't think he had won but one game, but they beat us. Yep. And I'm telling you, that Gidry kid, I think he's still running for – he must – I think he got like 500 <laughs> yards rushing on us that night. So, uh, but we had some, some good experiences down there. You you can't win without athletes. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I've won 238 games and lost 85, but you're not, you're not going to do that unless you have – it's not all coaching. You've got to have some people that can make the plays and – quarterbacks that can pull the trigger, you know, so uh, I can't take credit for all that. I just, and you got to have good assistants that are loyal to you and willing to work, you know. You know, I, I was actually a senior the year that you guys came and played us in South Lafourche. I remember like it was yesterday, 39 to 36, and, you know, Gidry was running, you know, on the outsides, and Thomas Bruce was running in the middle, and, uh, but coach, you guys made a playoff run after that, and you said a minute ago, hey, man, there was no bad play that you could call it Ryan Perlou. He was absolutely phenomenal, man. He could run, he could throw, he had the big, powerful arm, he was accurate. What a high school football player, man. He was just unbelievable. I saw him two Saturdays ago at my 80th birthday. We had a surprise party my daughter put on for me. He talks about the places he's been. You know, he was at LSU, then he went to Jacksonville. He got a Super Bowl ring with the Giants. But he, We were talking. It was Ricky Dixon was there, Reggie Jones was there. They were saying, you know, there's nothing like high school football. I played, you said, I played at every level, but the thing I remember most is what we did in high school, how much fun we had, and just, uh, we were just amateurs back then. You know, everything was just uh, so raw and clean and just show up for practice and go play, you know. But uh, yeah, he was an incredible athlete. Uh, you know, we had Patrick Lewis that played for me for four years and played in the pro, in, with Seattle and, and, uh, Started at A&M was was a Johnny Manziel's center for three years, and those kind of guys that come along, man, they make it. You know, it's worthwhile. But it's still the guys that are holding the dummies, and you know, I see them every day. It's just uh, they're part, they were part of a team. You know, they're just part of of, of having something and uh, being successful in something. You know, so hopefully we imparted more things than uh, that they took away from us more than just football. Like you know, how to conduct yourself. How to how to shake hand, how to tie a tie. It's just a, uh, you know, it's just a, uh, it's it's a really rewarding uh, profession. Yeah, no doubt about that. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. You coach for a long, long time. I'm going to ask you this, and you may have to think about it for a little while. So that's okay. Is there any one loss that stands out amongst the others that you're like, man, I wish I could have had that one back? Was there any one that stung a little bit more than the others? Well, there's several of them that you wish you could have had because it put you in the state championship game. We played uh, 
Palmville in my second year, when they won the state champion in 03, they were 10-0, we were 9-1. And uh, we had them at our place. We went double overtime. And Ron, and Ron admitted this the other day at the party. But he had Reggie there in the flat, and he decided to run instead of throw for the two-point conversion. We lost. And what happened, it gave Hanville a chance. Hanville probably went 20 miles as the furthest they went to play a playoff game. We'd have taken their spots. We might have had a chance then. But back in 69, my second year as a head coach, we lost to Kentwood in, in Lafayette when I was at Fatima. We were the number one team in the state. And Kentwood had just integrated. They were the mid-reclassification year. So they were, back then it was just B, A, double A, and triple A. And they wound up going from double A, I mean from uh, class B to double A in enrollment when they integrated with the black school. They had Collis Temple and uh, Britney Spears' daddy was a quarterback, Jamie Spears. But anyway, we were up like 22 to 9 with uh, five minutes left in the game and uh, they started making a run and wound up when they kicked the extra point. It was 22-20. They had a 13-12 to on first downs. And uh, the next game they went to South Cameron and beat them 29-6. So I had chances. Uh, Winfield, we, my first year at Winfield, they were 0-10. I took them. We played, uh, uh, Han, we played Jennings in the first round, and we played Hanville. I mean, excuse me, uh, Houghton. Then we played uh, Catholic of Baton Rouge in the semifinals, and we played Jedward of Shreveport and had – uh, 20, we had like, uh, let's see, we had 498 yards rushing, I mean, offense to their 90. Yeah, we had 15 first downs to their three. All we needed was score. We had two touchdowns called back and lost the state championship 7 nothing. my first year in Winfield. Wow. So I had close calls. Uh, in 1978, the year before I went to Louisiana Tech, we had, uh, we were, my JV, my varsity, and my freshman were all 10-0, and 0, and we, let, we lost to uh, St. Louis in the semifinals. Uh, 21, 20, and uh, but anyway, things like that just haunt you. But uh, I'm had, I had a lot more. You know what? I had a lot of fun trying to get there. So let me put it that way. But I got to experience, you know, eight years of college ball, uh, two years in the Canadian League where I got to coach Doug Flutie for two years. And uh, I mean, how many Cajuns can say they got to coach a Heisman Trophy winner? You know, so we we had, had a good run. I don't regret any portion of it. I just. Uh, you know, it comes a time when it tells you it's time to go, when your body can't take that heat anymore, and uh, I'm in good health right now. My mom and dad both live to be 100, so hopefully I've got two, 20 more years to go. But uh, I, I won't take anything for the profession that I, that I chose, and uh, it's very rewarding when kids call you for Father's Day that you coached 50 years ago. So uh, it's a great profession. Beautiful. Very well said. Coach, before we let you go, man, you coached at a time where – you know, everything was all together. You said a minute ago there was just a handful of classifications, you know, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A when you were at East St. John. Now, you know, we got things all split apart, and you know, now they're defining, you know, magnet schools and open enrollment schools, and they're, you know, like, this thing has gotten crazy. What are your thoughts as you're watching it from the outside looking in? Because this isn't how it used to be. What are your thoughts seeing how the, the state of the LHSA is right now? I think it's horrible. I think the leader of the LHSA is a fraud. I'll tell you, I told him to his face, and I'm telling you on publicly, the guy's a zero. He came from Las Vegas or whatever heck he came from and tried to call his place a dumpster fire, and I think he just threw gas on the fire. I, he won't take a stand. There's no reason we shouldn't be together. I mean, these, these teams that are the Catholic, it's changing now, but for the last four or five years with those teams in the cap, 13 teams playing for a state championship, and, you know, teams with 0-10 records getting to the playoffs, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm kind of... You know, I'm just kind of taken a, taken aback by what's going on. I think that there's a lot of strength in competition, you know, playing the best 
I can tell you in 2006, we were the number one team in the state. We lost a, we beat um, uh, Rommel in the regular season, and they beat us in the quarterfinals. And then the next year, I couldn't hardly find anybody to play. Because, you know, when you're decent, you, nobody wants to play. So I had to, I scheduled Bastrop, Acadiana, and John Curtis back to back to back. They were all three state champions. I mean, that's the only way you get better, you know. The people that dodge competition or, you know, just buy wins by bringing teams in that they know they can win, that doesn't help you in the long run. So uh, I'll take, you know, this thing that like St. James in 19 when they won it, they played East St. John. They played all, a lot of hard teams, a lot of four, five, eight teams. And, you know, they wound up being uh, – 15 and 0, you know, so uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot to be said for competition. But uh, the, the powers that be, the people that are rubber stamping all that stuff are just, uh, I don't know, I have no idea what to do. And I can't talk intelligent about it because I'm not in those executive meetings. But somebody's not doing the right thing for the LHSC, I can tell you that. I hear you, brother. Well, look, man, we thank you so much for the time. Great interview, as always, and we'll chat again soon. Okay, take care. Thanks, Casey. Yep. Enjoy your day. Yep. That is Coach Larry Dotree doing a wonderful job, as always. Interesting stories. Love his his very pointed stance on the LHSA at the end. That guy's been through everything. He, uh, what a coach! What a coach! He has done such a wonderful job throughout the course of the of his career, and uh, love sharing some stories and you know swapping some time with him. Let's catch a break here on play by play. When we get back, we're going to go to G Cassard of Ascension Catholic Baseball. Talk some baseball with him in the next segment. It's play by play here on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. 
Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. What does the Weatherbug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose Weatherbug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the Weatherbug app today for free. You know, any other day, the lyrics to this song would be worthwhile. You know, putting your windows down and cruise. You know, hey, that's that's usually fun. Today, man, nah, I'm, I'm keeping the windows up and I'm staying in the AC. It is brutally hot today. It is, is miserable outside. It is going to be pushing 100 degrees for the rest of the week. But one guy who likes being outside in the summer is going to be our next guest. It's G. Castard, Ascension Catholic Baseball. Coach G, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? What's happening there, Case? How we doing, man? Hopefully you're staying cool. Oh, yeah, we're doing our best, man. We're, uh, we're, we're taking care of ourselves well. Um, want to talk to you about the baseball club. What are some things you guys are doing over the summer? I know here there's, there's like, swampland and everything of the sort. I don't know what they got out there uh, in, in your neck of the woods, so how do you guys stay, you know, freshened up and, and then playing some good summer games over the summer? Well, you know, Case, usually in the past we've played Barrican Legion baseball, uh, this summer, we kind of went in a different direction. Uh, Crescent City Sports is sponsoring uh, a high school 16-team prep division. So what it is, it's a lot of the New Orleans teams, American Legion teams, that uh, kind of got out and chose to go in a different direction. And we play a 14-game schedule. We started, uh, I think, May 31st. And we're going to finish up June 30th. And it's a really good league case. It's, uh, you can play JV, a JV game before if you choose the varsity game. We're playing three times a week. And it's, it's a really it's a great league. It's, it's your prep team for next year. So uh, just some of the schools that are in there, St. Charles Catholic, John Curtis, Brother Martin, Jesuit, uh, St. Paul's, North Shore, Chalmette, Lutcher, um, Shaw High School, and I'm sure I'm, I'm leaving out a few more, but it's, it's a really good league. Uh, you, can, you can really kind of control your schedule. We play seven games at home, seven games on the road, and then at the end of the year we're going you know, to take the top four teams and in a single elimination tournament at Lutcher High School just to kind of finish out the year and then – you know, it allows us to transition into football for the kids to have a little bit of summer, and it puts a wrap on, you know, our, our summer that gives us a chance really to take a take a little sneak preview uh, for next year's club. So it's, it's really worked out well, and, um, you know, so far Mother Nature has left us alone besides it being really hot, my friend. Yeah, very, very good. That, that's neat. That, that's interesting to hear. Um, 
Coach, you guys have uh, a, a lot of talent coming back. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to ask you this question. A lot of coaches give differing answers when we ask their approach on the summer. Some of them say, you know what, we're going to play, you know, two, three guys at every position. We're going to rotate in and out a lot. And if the scoreboard gets away from us, you know, hey, whatever, we're building depth. Then there are a lot of other guys that say, hey, you know what, we're going to learn how to win some ball games here. You know, if it's a close game in the in the sixth, you know, we're going to learn how to get that bunt down or, you know, we're going to learn how to go from first to second, steal that bag. And how do you guys approach the summer in terms of, you know, how competitive you want to be and, you know, what, what's your, your kind of your approach and your mindset? We use the summer case really uh, just to, to kind of give guys opportunities that haven't, you know, maybe played as much or, you know, replacing those, the seniors that you're leaving, that, that's leaving. We, we lost three seniors catcher Lex Melanson, uh, first baseman Jacques Users, and uh, DeMarco Harry. Two of the three are playing, you know, moving on, going to Nichols or going to Grambling. And uh, two of the three also made All-State. So for us, you know, we need to be able to find, uh, you know, the next the next person that's going to be, uh, you know, ready to go. So we really use the summer just as a development tool. I mean, we're, we're trying to win games, but – you know, we've been fortunate case over the last two years. We've won over 50 ball games and been in the quarterfinals twice. So we're more about trying to develop and see who's the next guy that's either going to add pitching depth or the next guy that's going to be behind the play uh, or, or filling in those key sets. So when it's time to go in, in January and February, we got an idea of, you know, who's, who's going to get the first crack. So it's all about development for us this summer. Coach, I, I got to tell you, man, I thought that you guys were in a great position going into the postseason, and I was surprised to see the result against St. Frederick. Not taking anything away from them. It's just the way the series went. You know, you guys get the comfortable win in game one, and I was like, okay, man, G and them got this. Then was a little shocked to see those two Saturday results where they beat you twice. What, what You know, what went wrong? Did you you know did they just play really well? Did you guys not have your best day? What happened there in that quarterfinal series? Yeah, they played well, Case. You know, baseball is a funny game. You know, we talked, you know, the, the, the times that me and you were on the radio and we talked about, you know, the season and what were our goals and I always, you know, talked about staying away from losing two games in a row. And we just, you know, we didn't, we didn't play our best, but we played, uh, you know, well enough to win. We just didn't execute in a few key spots. And I guess, you know, St. Fredericks did a lot that day to win the game. And, and for us, you know, we had a couple plays, a couple opportunities where uh, we could have won it and we didn't. And it's just one of those days, you know, baseball is a crazy game. You know, you have a bad day. And on that day, sometimes it's so tough when you lose that first game. You know, game two is all is so pivotal, Casey, in that two game, that two out of three. You know, a lot of times because – you know, I've been in that situation before. You drop game one, man, game two is almost more important than game one because you, whoever usually wins that game, if you're playing a doubleheader, man, that's a lot of momentum. There's a lot of, a lot of things it seems like, boy, you got to overcome. And we just didn't have, we didn't have our best day. I mean, don't get me wrong, we hurt ourselves uh, a few times and, and didn't do some things that you need to do because you know – as you move along in, in baseball and in every round, opponents get tougher. You got to make plays. You can't 
you can't always count on people to beat themselves. you got to do things to win a game, and, and we didn't do that that day. I mean, hats off to St. Fredericks. They kind of they, they didn't throw their one the first day. They ended up throwing him game, game two, and we ended up getting to him, Case. I mean, we, we're up by two going to the last, you know, the, the bottom of the seventh, and we're one out away for the second year in a row. And, and you know, whether it's a, a ball that we don't make a play on or a little bit of, um, you know, misfortune, we just didn't get it done, you know. And, and we got to be able to get over that hump. And, um, you know, I think the guys have the last two years have kind of learned we still got a little bad taste in our mouth. And we, we are fortunate. We got a, a lot of good baseball players coming back. And we're in good shape. So I think for us, you know, next year is going to be about kicking the door in and, and, you know, maybe doing a little better job of being prepared at the end of the year instead of at the beginning of the year. Because we really had the last two years, man, we've, we've been red hot out the gate. And then at the end, we just we haven't found a way to finish it off. Uh, so we got to do a better job with that case. You know, we got we got to be a better team at finishing the job and, when you get an opportunity to win, especially late in the year, we got to make sure that that we get that done. So, how do you go about that? Because this is this is a, such an interesting debate, and I'm so glad that you brought that up. As we talked about this with Chandler Guitros too, because they had a run of about a two three week stretch in the in the you know kind of the middle portion of the season where they were the best team in four A. They were beating everybody. They beat South Terrebonne twice. They beat Vanderbilt twice. They were cruising, playing their best ball. And then they also kind of, you know, hit their peak maybe a little bit too early. And I've asked him, and, and he said, well, I don't know how to fix it. But it's like, you know, when we're playing great, I'm not going to be like, you know, hey, hey, let's stop scoring runs so that we don't peak too early. Like, So, like, how do you adjust and, and, and you know, handle that? That's such an interesting dilemma to me. Yeah, it is. You know, and, and some of it's, you know, a little bit of baseball fortune. But for us, you know, you win games because your best players play their best. And I think – some of that's just a little bit of a, a mental block or, you know, guys maybe putting a little bit too much pressure on themselves. we gotta, we got to want the baseball. we got to want to be in that tough situation late in the game, whether it's the pitch, you know, to win a game, or if it's, you know, I'm going to make that play defensively to, to win a baseball game, or I'm at bat and I'm the guy that's going to finish the deal. I think our players just have to, one, you know, continue to believe in themselves. And two, it's all about want. You know, and I think some of the, some of the times late in the year, I think we've gotten into, you know, not playing free and just playing aggressive. I think sometimes we've almost played to not make a mistake. And you know, case that never works out well. You know, you gotta you gotta play the game with a little bit of uh, you know, with your hair on fire, with some confidence and some freeness, and just believe in yourself. And I think for us, we're truthful. Still trying to take that step of let's go ahead, let's go ahead and get it done. So ultimately, I'm like Chandler. I don't, I don't have the formula for that. If I did, um, you know, I, I sure could have used it a couple times along the way. But I think, you know, our players just have to get to the point where we're we're playing confident and we're not trying to not trying to lose. We're trying to win no matter what happens. So I'm going to ask you this. I've been asking all the baseball coaches this throughout the summer, and it's interesting to hear their different answers. And it's about pro baseball, so it's not going to be anything about high school or anything. But in, in the MLB, they're thinking about banning the shift and getting rid of the shift. 
and I hear both sides of the argument, and I don't even really know where I stand on it yet. You know, on one hand, there's the folks that say, oh, you know, it makes the game boring where you see guys hit balls hard, right, add people all game long. Then on the other hand, there's the part of, well, you don't want to be shifted, you know, learn how to hit to the opposite field, you know, learn how to get a bunt down to beat the shift, then they'll stop doing it. Where does G. Cassard stand on that topic? You know, I, I still think some of that's an ego deal with some of the professional players because they don't want to they don't want to hit the ball on the on the backside with nobody there. They're trying to either hit it through the shift, over the shift. I mean, look at the stuff with the Yankees right now, Case. I mean, they're they're on this uh, big time run where you know it's historic the amount of home runs that they're hitting. They're talking about Judge yep. on pace to hit 62. You know, nobody's trying to take a two strike approach anymore. It's, you know, even with two strikes, it's about how many times you can do it. It doesn't matter if you strike out. You know, how many RBIs, how many, how many home runs, you know, what are you doing offensively as far as driving a baseball? I don't, I don't know. You know, I, they're, obviously they're talented enough human beings that if they wanted to, to work the ball the other way or drop a bunt down and then make those guys, you know, get away from just taking away one side of the field, they could. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm kind of impartial. I mean, I, I'd like to see it go back to where, you know, you can't have so many people on one side of the base or the other. But ultimately, they're professional athletes. If they really wanted to, you know, be a true hitter and use the whole field, they could do it. I just think right now in this day and age with professional baseball, nobody's getting paid to hit, you know, behind runners or drop bunts down. So that's kind of what you're seeing right now is – Rip it and rip it. Very good. Good answer, Coach. We thank you so much for the time. Take care of yourself, brother. Have a great rest of the summer, and we'll chat again soon. All right, Case. Always uh, always a pleasure, my man. You stay cool. Yep, you too. That's G. Kassar doing a wonderful job, as always. Interesting to hear his his comments. You know, it, it's, it's, it's fun to hear these dudes um, talk about, you know, the issues going on at the professional ranks and – Coach G's stance is very similar to mine. It's like, I don't really know if they should or shouldn't get rid of this stuff, but it's, boy, it's sure interesting to debate it and talk about it because he's right. If you could hit a 460-foot home run, you're more than capable of hitting a slow ground ball the opposite way and beating the shift for a base hit. Baseball is going to ban this. I, you know, I think that that's become a foregone conclusion. I just don't know if it's going to be good for the game or not. I guess that remains to be seen. It's play-by-play. Play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, Stan Gravoff, our terrible and general Tuesday. We'll be right back here on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's the Ram Make the Switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, 
bed bugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime anywhere 24 hours a day seven days a week planning an event visit joe's septic at bizcom.net with locations in cutoff thibodeau fushaw abbeville and reserve yep is that time of year blue boot rodeo july 7 8 and night in grand isle louisiana this rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. We've had some good calling guests here today. Uh, we thank G. Cassard for his time in the last segment. We thank Larry Dotrieff for his time in the first call-in segment. Coach Dotrieff gave some very interesting and very candid thoughts on his career and then also the state of the association. Now we go to the phone lines for what's going to be another good calling guest. That'll be Mr. Stan Grava with our Terrebonne General Tuesday. Stan, good afternoon, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing well, but if I got to follow up Larry Dotrieve and G. Cassard, I don't. I'm not feeling as good as I was about 15 seconds ago. <laughs> we set you up to fail today, didn't we? <laughs> Man, I know Coach Dotrieve, and I know that he is going to say things that are always, if not point on, very entertaining. And I love G to death. I actually had a chance to speak with G on Father's Day, so uh, glad that you had G on also. Very, very nice. We were kind of chatting about this off the air before getting you on. You guys are two days away from crowning a new class into y'all's Hall of Fame. It's going to be a wonderful class. We've talked about that over the last several weeks. Um, it's almost here, and we're about ready to you know, honor some wonderful, terrific history in our local sports scene. No doubt. Actually, just got back from the venue, Cypress Columns over in Gray for people here from the Bay region. They know that arena. And uh, it's beautiful. They're getting it all set up right now. Uh, Chock-a-block, that's what I uh, sort of term what we're going to have this year. Sold out earlier than we ever did, and we're trying to figure out how we could actually squeeze in a few more people who have come forward in the last week or so uh, that we feel would be very important to be there to celebrate the lives of these uh, individuals who are being honored. Again, Bob Brunet, who is from LaRose, right down from where you're at right now, actually, Casey, 
He played at La Rose High School, graduated in 64, went on to Louisiana Tech, and then had a great pro career with the uh, Washington Redskins. Ari Cantrell, another guy who grew up right across the bayou from where you're at, well, kind of catacorner across the bayou from where you're at. Uh, Art went on to play at LSU where he had a terrific career, led the SEC in rushing, uh, actually set the standard for LSU at that time, ran for more yards in a single season than any other Tiger before him, and then went on to have a really good pro career, but not in the NFL. His pro career was in Canada and with the World Football League, as some of us older people will remember. And then you have uh, Leonard Hughes going in, a part of Candy's and Hughes drag racing team, uh, just a terrific, terrific man who I'm glad I got to meet, along with Troy Johnson, who has always been a childhood friend. But it was fun to hear Troy Johnson's story sort of from the inside. Also have going into this year's Hall of Fame, Coach Kenneth Dixon, a tremendous guy who both you and I have had the pleasure of knowing for the last few years before his uh, untimely death. And then finally, last guy going in, Tom Roussel. A lot of a lot of people in the area don't know much about Tom Roussel because he left the state to go to college. He's from Thibodeau, played at Thibodeau High, but went to Southern Miss. But Tom Roussel had a really good career in the NFL with the Redskins and with the Saints. So, yep, going to be celebrating those guys on Thursday night. Uh, we're just trying to preserve history, Casey. I was talking to the people over at Cypress Columns this morning. When we do these intro videos, they're not done to cater to that crowd that's there Thursday night. Those things are done to cater to 15, 16, and 17-year-old kids in our area who are aspiring to something, who, who want to know that it's possible. So uh, we can't wait to release those videos probably around midnight on Thursday night after our celebration so that uh, the kids in this area can see it. Maybe it helps them along the way whenever they have doubt. It's going to help them to follow their dreams, and uh, that's what these guys all said. They just sort of lived out their dreams. You know what's amazing, and, and I announced earlier in the show today that we're going to do something here in Play by Play where we're going to crown like a Mount Rushmore of all of the local high school athletic departments. So like I'll pick four from South Lafouche, four from Central Lafouche, four from Thibodeau, and so on. And it's going to be an unenviable task. It's going to be very difficult. And I, and I said this in the first segment of the show, I'm going to make some people upset with my selections because most of the schools have more than just four people. But that goes into what, you know, the, the next question is that, you know, when you come up with the idea for, hey, let's start a Hall of Fame, there's got to be at least a small concern initially from at least some people on the planning committee of like, hey, are we going to run out of people to honor? Well, I got to tell you from doing a little, you know, brainstorming and research and, you know, into what we're doing here, there are so, so, so many people to choose from. You guys are going to be in good shape for a long, long time. Well, that's really ironic that you said that because it was asked of Elmi Savwa, who is our director of our foundation. Elmi would be the first person to tell you she's a little sports challenged, right? <laughs> she's actually from Metairie, so she doesn't know as much in the first place about sports here, but she is a little sports challenged. And she says, do we ever run out? And I said, Elmi. Before this thing starts, as people are walking in for the cocktail hour on Thursday, which starts at about 5.30 Thursday evening, there are these giant screens that just rotate with the stars from our area. Those kids who went on to either college or played pro ball in their respective sports, and it goes on forever. And I showed her this list of all of these people, and it's like at 190-something right now. And she went, 
Oh, because this year is it'll be our fifth induction ceremony, so we're at thirty. Truthfully, you could take the five being inducted this year, and they could have gone in the first year, you know, six years ago when we had our first induction ceremony. So we're going to be at this state of inducting those. I, I I hate to use the term cream of the crop, but yeah, cream of the crop guys, probably for the next four or five years, right? And then when you think it's sort of ongoing, because you have Justin Williams, who's you know played Major League Baseball, you have. Elijah McGuire, who's on the Chiefs roster. You have a Tay Martin, who's trying to make a 49ers roster. It it never stops. You got guys who are just kind of recirculating. So no, we're, we're never going to run out. There's there's no doubt in my mind. And I got to tell you, if you're going to pick four from each school, you have to call me because I have to listen to those shows because you have a job ahead of you. Just like we have a job every year where we go, I can't believe such and such is not going in. This particular year, that's how it's going to be for you when you get to that third and fourth pick. It's going to be tough for you. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. So uh, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, Central Lafouche makes the decision. Coach Vedros is going to be running their football program. We discussed this a little bit on Saturday. Is that feel like it was the only working solution? It was the only thing that they could do. And, you know, I, I give them credit because, you know, they were in a rough spot. And, and you know, the athletic director saying, you know what? I'm going to captain the ship and try to get us into some calmer waters before December. So kudos to Coach Vedros for leading them forward for at least the next six or so months. Agree. And, I, and you know, look, Shelly's that kind of guy. He's going to try and do what he can. To say that this is what he wanted from the get-go, no, because he obviously would apply for that job if he wanted to be the head coach. But there's no better person to be a bridge from now to the future than him. And in a lot of instances, instead of making a rash decision on a coach, it might be the most prudent way to do it. I know it's not what they wanted, and I know they reached back and tried to get some other things and put that in place. But for their situation, it is the best. The kids have a familiarity with them. If you went out and you got a new guy right now in the middle of June, I got to tell you, you're going to alienate a lot of those kids. They, they're just going to stop coming in for the summer for waste and conditioning. But if they hear that a Shelly Vedros does it, and they know him. And even if they're not excited about it and they have questions, there's somebody they can go to now. There's somebody that they can relate to now. They, you know, hey, coach, I don't know if I want to play or not. What's your plans? That They can do that now. So I think it was the smartest thing for them to do. Something that probably wasn't that smart is to open your season with John Curtis. You know, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you do there. So, if, if it was a little bit easier at the beginning of the year, I think their jamboree is uh, against South Terrebonne, which obviously, you know, Aaron Babin being a graduate of Central is going to have a little pep in his step for that one. Uh, then you have, again, John Curtis, and, and you may know better than me the other pre-district games for them. It, that part's not going to be easy. But to get the kids back on track and to be that bridge between now and the future, I think it was the best thing they could do. Let's see. I'm going to pull up the Central LaFouche schedule right now so that we can talk about this. Uh, because I think that they got some some challenging games on the rest of their non-district schedule. Come on, LHSA. Cooperate with me. Um, well, we do know we know South LaFouche is going to be one of them, right? Yes. All right. So, John Curtis, Vanderbilt, South LaFouche, and Franklin. That's their non-district schedule. So, uh, Ooh, three of, I'm going to tell you all what, folks. Don't pass on Franklin either. Yeah. Franklin's been getting better and better every year. Yeah, so that's going to be a very, very challenging and very, very difficult slate. Um, 
so let's talk about, you know, it, it's a busy time, man. Uh, your athletic trainers are being put to the test every single day. Uh, and they're being put to the test at a time where their talents are needed. It is 100 degrees. That's not the heat index. That's the temperature. These kids are running around from 7-on-7 seven seven to workouts, to swampland baseball, to basketball. Your athletic trainers are, are showcasing their talents in these in these recent weeks, man, because um, they're, they've got an unenviable task of keeping these kids safe through these very, very hot temperatures. No, and all of those guys just got back from the LATA convention over in Monroe where they learn more and they get CLUs related to their particular field because to be a certified athletic trainer, there are certain standards you have to uphold. I have a world of respect for what they all do. I know there was a lot going on, even you know with the O-line, D-line camp that they had in Thibodeau, there were a lot of heat-related problems there. Every day with your weights and conditionings, you have to make sure that you're doing things the right way. And most of the schools obviously are, and the coaches understand. And now that we have the wet bulb temperature uh, readings, and, you know, th- there's a safety issue there that we've never had before. But I don't remember it being this hot in June. I don't know. It seems to me like early August came in the middle of June, which sort of, sort of scares me for the uh, hurricane season. I just think being prudent and, and understanding to do things going forward that are going to be in the safest manner is smart for everybody. And the one thing, uh, I'm looking at it sort of retrospectively now. I sat on here probably with you three or four weeks ago and said the summer, the summer. I'm not sure if it's truly the summer. I think it's June, the month of June. Because when you talk to everybody, they stop for July, right? Because they give the kids a break. So it's June. June is that month where everybody hits it hard, and then they say we're going to give the kids a break in July, and then they come back in at the end of July. So I'm not even going to say the summer. I'm going to say June is that month that is absolutely crazy, and we're sitting on the 21st. So if we can hold out till the 4th of July, I think those kids are going to get a little bit of a reprieve. And uh, the only thing is I hope they don't shut it down totally. You have to have some sort of acclimation. So throughout the month of July, you don't have to hit it as hard. You just have to hit it in some capacity, and I think you'll be good for when school starts. And that includes the bands, the dance teams, the cheerleaders, because those guys all work every bit as hard as what all of the sports teams do. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. So. Let's talk a little bit of golf. Matthew Fitzpatrick wins the U.S. Open. It was a thrilling finish. You know, Zalatoris is there. Scotty Scheffler is there. Um, but now immediately, you know, just 24, 48 hours later, the story and the headlines shift back. James Schilling, the the soothsayer, the fortune teller, he said on play-by-play last week, hey, look out for Brooks Kepka. I got a feeling he's going to go to the Live Golf Tour. Sure enough, he and Abraham answer. Two players in the top 20 in the world are headed off to the Live Golf Tour. They've now got the Shambo, Kepka, um, you know, uh, Dustin Johnson, Abraham Answer. Their roster is growing, and this thing is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And I know it's not necessarily the young guns between 20 and, say, 27 that are gone, but it's getting younger and younger, right? I mean, we used to think it was just the Phil Mickelsons and, you know, and, and the Swartzels and the guys who were kind of getting into their 40s and even 50s that were going there that were the main players in golf. It's not the case. It's getting younger and younger, and I think the PGA is going to have to sort of change the way they do things. I will say this. It's been very educational for me, and James and I texted a lot during the last round on Sunday. 
I'm starting to understand the difference between the PGA, the USGA, and all of those governing bodies because they they're not all in on the same page either. I think the USGA is obviously a lot more forgiving to live golf than obviously what the PGA is. But even the PGA might have to say, you know what, maybe we came down a little too hard. Maybe there's some kind of way we can work together on this. I know that Greg Norman is now trying to figure out a way that you can get a a ranking if you're playing just live golf going forward. So, uh, yeah. You know, you you hit it on the head when you said that, that James sort of knew what was going on, and he certainly does. I will say this, and he and I both agree with this. I would wonder how you felt about it. When Zalatoris missed that putt, were you sort of hoping it would go in? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't have any rooting interest, but I was like, you know, I'm not ready for this to end. Now, I'll say this. It would have been a little bit of a buzzkill just in that you would have had to wait till Monday and then the 18-hole playoff. So that would have been a little bit of a bummer, whereas you know, you'd know you have to wait a day to get some finality. But, of course, you want to see more golf and some more drama. Yep, same here. We both said, hey, that would have been nice if he'd have made it. And, God, to think that you go back, and even if it's 40 years from now, there's some things that you go back 40 years and you could get over. I don't know if you could get over missing a putt by the width of, I don't know, a worm <laughs> or whatever it may be. To get in there so uh yeah that was really tough for him and i'd like to have seen not again i had no rooting interest the fitzpatrick kid seems to be a wonderful kid uh it, it just I, I don't know i i feel sort of bad for zalatoris as it all ended stan it is it, you like to make fun of the lakers every bit as much as i do so well, i'm going to ask you this question here the, the rumor on the street is that the Lakers are about to, well, not about to, but they're discussing the idea of trading Anthony Davis to Brooklyn for Kyrie Irving. LeBron James is doing everything that he can to perhaps shuffle the deck. They've got Russell Westbrook. They can't get rid of him. They don't have any draft picks. That It's a mess, and I am very much enjoying from the periphery watching the flame and watching the smoke blow out of L.A. They are in big, big trouble. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny. And the reason that I went to the next level of dislike of the Lakers because I've never been a huge fan. I've always respected them. Well, I used to respect them. I don't even respect them anymore. And probably that lack of respect came when they did get Anthony Davis and the way Anthony Davis left the New Orleans area. Where he goes, I really don't care. I realize that Brooklyn probably will be a player if he ends up there. But then again, he may play, what, a handful of games for him in a given year. That's one thing. When he left New Orleans, he sure brought his injury bug with him because he's never really been on the court for a long, extended period of time. Yeah, uh, for, for the old Lakers, for the Magic Johnsons, and even you know uh, I, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Jerry West and all of that, I, I just can't imagine what those guys are thinking when they look at that team now just to see what kind of unsteadiness it has. I, I. Black, I, I don't even have the words. I could care less about the Lakers. How's that? I just whatever your dislike of the Lakers is, I could triple you on that. Just because, <laughs> I, yeah, truly, I'm at the point in the NBA where obviously I'm going to be a Pelicans fan, but it's now gotten to be you know ABL. Anybody but the Lakers. That's that's my stance on it. There you go. So the College World Series right now has two teams in the catbird seat: Ole Miss and Oklahoma. Both kind of Cinderella stories in their own right. Now, I could ask you to comment on that, but I could also ask you to comment on LSU doing some work on the periphery, man. They go and get the Big East Pitcher of the Year out of the transfer portal. 
is a guy from Creighton who's supposedly very dynamic, throws hard, very, very solid. And then today the news breaks that they also get an all-conference player from Baylor, a kid who was a leadoff hitter and a shortstop out there. And that's going to all be thrown atop what's going to be the number one recruiting class in the country. Jay Johnson, though he's losing some of his staff here to other places, uh, they are going to be in position to have just a massive roster next year. And I think that the low point of where LSU is going to be in the next couple of years was this past season. I think they're going to continue to build it up from there. I don't know what to think about that. I, I do think Jay Johnson is a great coach, and I'm glad that we have him here in Baton Rouge. But that being said, and this was always told to me when I was coaching high school sports, there are a lot of team, times you look at yourself and you say, you know what, we're going to be really good this year. And then you look at everybody else, and they might really be good this yeah. year too. <laughs> so it doesn't equate. And there's times where you look at your team and you go, ooh, we're going to struggle and at the end of the year, you're, you're actually winning your conference or your district or whatever it may be, and you're going, how did that happen? It's because everybody else was sort of not good, you know? So my question would be, how good is the SEC going to be? And to consider that Texas and Oklahoma were both in the World Series and they're going to be thrown in there and probably be direct competition at LSU when it's all said and done because obviously they're more to the West. I don't know how you know divisions are going to play out by the time they actually get in the league. But, man, this is Ole Miss. This is Auburn. This is Texas A&M. Tennessee. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what, what, so, so, yeah, you're going to get a whole lot better, but you got to look around. Tennessee's got guys throw the ball 105 miles an hour. So it's not going to be easy for sure. And Ole Miss is sort of that, you know, we all feel sort of good for Coach Bianco because, you know, Maybe, maybe they win it all. It just disappoints me that at one time in Louisiana, we thought we were the ones who found the magic with baseball. You know, Skip Bertman turned us on our ear, and we were competing every year for a national championship. And it sort of dragged along a couple of schools in the area. Tulane was good for a while. UL was good for a while. But it scares me that what happened, because now it's Mississippi. Can you imagine if Ole Miss wins? and Mississippi State won it all last year, and USM is pretty good, how can we be second to Mississippi in baseball? I, I, that part I just don't get. It's very, very puzzling, and I hadn't even put all those you know, those puzzle pieces together until you just said it. So that's very, very interesting, and I think that that will make next season very, very big for the Tigers on the diamond. Well, Stan – Look, man, we wish you all the best of luck. I know Thursday is going to go super well, and you guys are going to do uh, our area proud by honoring all these great men and women. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Thanks, Casey. I hope everybody out there has a great week, and uh, look forward to Thursday night, and we'll talk about it on Saturday. Yes, sir. Take care. All right, bye. That is Stan Gravel doing an awesome job. Love to hear his stories. They're going to do a wonderful job Thursday. Let's catch a break here on Play by Play. When we get back, we're going to go through the world of headlines. A lot of things happen, and I'll give you my thoughts on it all. It's Play by Play on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the rage in Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. 
Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your State Farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit TG Health System. Oh man, time flies whenever you have calling guests that you know have a lot to say and a lot of interesting content to give. I feel like we just started the show and we're already only got 15 minutes left. We're going to break that into in about a six-minute segment here, then a break, then I'll get you the betting picks at the bottom of the show. A reminder, join us on Saturdays at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. I got to get him to change that line or Stan and I are not experts. <laughs> they, they must have not, whoever wrote the line or God bless them, they must have not ever uh, heard Stan and I's uh, you know, picks or in our pick'em segment. Truck is the expert. Stan and I are just novices who are, you know, just stealing money. But anyway, the sports corner on Saturday at 10 o'clock. We look forward to that. Um, some headlines. Deshaun Watson uh, has apparently settled 20 of his – Listen to just listen to how ridiculous this is. Settled 20 of his lawsuits with women who have alleged that Watson did inappropriate things during massages or whatever it may be. Um. First off, I guess it's good for the league that some of this stuff is kind of fading a little bit. I like franchise quarterbacks that aren't being sued by 20 people. I'll start there. 
I like franchise quarterbacks that don't have 25 allegations of misconduct during massages. I like quarterbacks that don't have 25 massage therapists, period. There are reports that there are going to be 50-plus women who are going to allege things against Watson before this is all said and done. Four of the women have not settled their lawsuit. He's settled 21 of the 25 so far. Um, this is going to cost him millions of dollars before this is all said and done. He could afford it. He just signed a $200-plus million deal. But I like guys who are not spending their off-season negotiating lawsuit settlements based on the ways that they have abused women during massage sessions. I like guys who don't have such a illness mentally that they have to be massaged by a different woman every day. This has been a yucky offseason for Watson. It's been a yucky offseason for the Cleveland Browns who traded for this guy and then gave this guy all the money in the bank. And then it has further come out since that. Because remember, when they signed him and traded for him, they said, hey, there's nothing more. We know everything there is to know. We did an investigation. Nothing more will come out. Guess what? Much more has come out. This guy's a betai. This guy should not be in the league next season. He should be suspended for the season. It has been a rough offseason for Watson and the Cleveland Browns. Talked about this with Stan. Brooks Kepka becomes the latest golfer to leave the PGA Tour for the Live Golf Tour. Joining Abraham Answer has the two latest defectors to join the Live Golf Tour, which is funded by... Saudi Arabia's public investment fund and is fronted by Greg Norman, golf legend. There were rumors and whispers that Colin Morikawa would be joining them. That would be just a huge domino to fall. He's the number four player in the world and like a legitimate star. Not that, not that Dustin Johnson and Kepka and these other guys are not legitimate stars, but they are. But Morikawa would have brought a whole nother layer into this. But he tweeted today to state for the record, once again, you all are absolutely wrong. I've said it since February at Riviera that I'm here to stay on the PGA Tour and nothing has changed. And then obviously he added a little smart Alec comment at the end. So now if you excuse me, I've got some cereal to pour in my milk. That was a tweet this morning from Morikawa. So now their roster has eight of the top 50 players in the world. Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson. And of course they got, you know, the older star powered Phil Mickelson, uh, I told you all, I'm not going to do a whole segment on this. You've, I've done multiple shows on this topic. You could go into the archives, find us at Play by Play in the Apple Podcast Store. Everybody was so inclined to poke fun and laugh after the first tournament. <laughs> they don't even have a crowd over there. That place is dead in the water. No, they're not. No, they're not. It's only going to grow from here. And guess what? We talked about the lack of a crowd size at their first tournament. Let them get a couple of more guys on that roster. And then we'll see where the golf fans are going to go. The PGA Tour is in trouble. They have already announced today they're going to have to change their schedule. They're going to raise their purses. They're going to have to change what they do and how they do it. I don't know that they could outbid and out... Um, how could I say this? Outspend the Saudis who seem to have endless pockets. So... Another couple of guys go over to the Live Golf Tour. This thing's only going to continue to get worse and worse. Mike D'Antoni is meeting with the Charlotte Hornets' Arnold Michael Jordan. Uh, so D'Antoni's looking to become the head basketball coach of the Charlotte Hornets, meeting with Michael Jordan today. Uh, D'Antoni was supposedly a finalist, and Kenny Atkinson, the Golden State assistant, was rumored to have gotten the job. But after the NBA Finals and the Warriors win it all, Atkinson announced surprisingly that he was going to spurn the Hornets and stay with Golden State. 
So now D'Antoni back in the fold. Mike D'Antoni's a good coach. The only issue is he's you know older than 70 years old. How much longer does he want to do this? I think it would be a good get for the Hornets, though. He kind of meets their roster and, and you know, kind of fits some of the things that they do well. The NBA draft is going to be on Thursday. Uh, there are rumors that the Orlando Magic have still not made up their mind what they're going to do with the number one overall pick. Jabari Smith is heavily rumored to be the guy, but there are whispers that the Magic internally are very confused as to where they're going to go. Of course, there's a uh, big guy from Gonzaga. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Ivy from Purdue. Uh, you know, Banchero from Duke. I. Uh, there are, there are lots and lots of avenues that they could go. The top four or five guys, I think, are all going to be solid players. Chet Holmgren, by the way, is the Gonzaga player that kind of brain farted on a minute ago. And the Magic are conflicted. And there are rumors also that Oklahoma City at number two is conflicted. You know, they Holmgren wants to play for Oklahoma City. They're kind of looking in some other avenues and are thinking about some other picks that they could potentially make. The top of this draft is starting to get dicey. It's starting to get dicey. Um Oklahoma City is heavily flirting with Paolo Banchero of Duke, who I think is the best player in the draft. He could score at all the levels. I think Banchero's excellent. Keegan Murray's rising in the ranks. He's rumored to have risen all the way up to number four, above Jaden Ivey. Would maybe go to Sacramento at number four. So the NBA draft is remaining interesting, and we'll see how it all shakes itself out. Let's catch a break, our final break. I've got betting picks for you all in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on Kaylee B. Tiger Rag, three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year, two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year, 11 seasons at Notre Dame, two college football playoff appearances, and now the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian I'm Kelly. I'm excited. Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. The winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at TigerRag.com. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yep, is that Tommy? year blue boot rodeo july 7 8 and 9 in grand isle louisiana this rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention this year's activities for the rodeo on friday we have dj frozen we also have a cornhole tournament followed by shorts in december saturday we have bingo and mimosas dj frozen again rough and ready we have our awards a live auction and closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. 
Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. All right, one segment to go here on play-by-play. Perfect. Uh, We get the Mariano Rivera theme to kind of close out the show. We want to thank the Blue Boot Rodeo. The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. We also want to thank Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. What about Buzz Off? The only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Three picks today, and then we're out of here. We've got, let's see, today I like the White Sox to beat the Blue Jays, plus 112 money line odds. A ceases throwing on the mound for Chicago. He has been excellent this season. Opposing him is going to be Kevin Gossman, who has been really good too. But on the road, I think Gossman is not as good as at home. He kind of struggles, and he's been kind of hit a little bit in his last couple of starts as well, which kind of concerns me about Gossman tonight. So I like Dylan Cease and the White Sox to get a win against the Blue Jays and defend their home field. I like the Cardinals today to get a win over the Brewers with Jack Flaherty, minus 132 money line odds. Um, Jack Flaherty is their ace. You know, he's just coming back. Uh, I like this one for the same reason that I liked Chicago yesterday with um, with uh, Lance Lynn on the mound. Uh, Flaherty is just returning. He's getting more steam, and, you know, Vegas maybe isn't giving him the full love yet because, you know, he hadn't built up his stamina all the way or we hadn't seen a whole lot of him, whatever it may be. Uh, but I think he's going to throw well facing a Milwaukee team that's solid. But if you pitch well, you could get them out, too. They're extremely reliant on the home run. And if you keep them out of rhythm and out of sync, you could have a ball game where you work deep into the game against them. So I like Flaherty today. He's going against Chichi Gonzalez, who's making his season debut. He's not any good. He's a journeyman guy. Uh, so I, I, I give St. Louis the edge there. Flaherty got touched up a little bit in his first start. I think he's going to be much better in his second start. I also like the Padres minus 136 money line odds at home against the Arizona Diamondbacks. That one's simple to me. The Padres are a much better roster, much more talented team. The pitching matchup is fairly even. Manea throwing for San Diego. And, yeah, that should be 160 or 170. Uh, minus 160 or minus 170. At minus 135 or whatever it was, I'll take San Diego with those odds any single day of the week. Thanks to um, Coach Larry Dotrieve. Thanks to Coach G. Cassard. Thanks to Mr. Stan Grava, all for their time today. Tomorrow is Wednesday. That means we're going to have our mailbag. We're going to continue to talk some high school sports throughout the summer. We've got Taylor Griffin, who usually joins us on Wednesday. I haven't booked him down yet, because I know sometimes work occupies his time. We're going to try to have the turtle on, talk about some different things. And we're going to keep the train rolling. It's play-by-play. I thank you all so much for listening today. It was a wonderful show. Being the archives, I'm going to upload a bunch of shows today. Um, 
It's play-by-play. We'll be back tomorrow. See, it's kind of clouding up out there. Stay dry, stay safe, all of that good stuff. God bless you all. Have a great rest of the day. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.